Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Watching the Boxes Fantasy Basketball Podcast, presented by HashtagBasketball.com. I am your host, Mike Katrin, and joining me, as always, is my co-host, Tyler Watts. What's up, Tyler? I don't, can you say that anymore? Is that lying now? Because I'm not. I don't always join you. So. You don't always join me, but you're you're always joining me in my heart. Oh, that's, all right. That's all that matters. <laughs> that's fair enough. So, Mike, what have you been up to? Have you been watching an insane amount of basketball? How has your life been? What have you um, been doing with it? I've been sequestered in a in a dark room <laughs> watching um, <laughs> Detroit Pistons basketball and. <laughs> New Orleans Pelicans basketball, and even this evening, Chicago Bulls basketball. I, I made it almost through the entire game. You know what really made me angry about that game? Okay, I live in PA, and, and you can usually watch the Cavs. And that Cavs and Bulls game was supposed to be on NBA TV, and it like totally all that came up on the screen was like one of those, due to contractual obligations, we cannot play this game in your area. Sounds, and I was so confused sounds, by that. That sounds like some some of that shady quick and loans nonsense i think too i think sometimes it has to do with like they don't sell enough tickets or something because i cannot really figure out any other reason why that would happen it happens sometimes with the wizards games too but they're definitely like i can watch them on league pass so i don't understand how that happens that's all that's I'm, I'm all bullshit the when they when they black you out because they don't sell enough tickets they, i mean like that doesn't work have these i mean i could i get it you know a, a shit town like cleveland hasn't caught up to the fact that doesn't work right I mean, the, the that's what they tried to do with the Blackhawks back in the 90s, and nobody cared about the Blackhawks, even when they were good. And once they put them on TV, uh, everybody was a Blackhawks fan, and then there was a huge interest in the team, and then they started winning. That's what I mean. I feel like... They made more money. I feel like the, the not putting them on TV hurts you worse, right? Like It 100% does. I'm pretty sure... I don't know if anyone's ever done a study on that. Um, I doubt it, because... I'm sure, um, you know, James Dolan doesn't like that idea of, of knowing that his blackouts don't help him. I'm not sure if the Knicks do that anymore because they got their own network and everything out there in New York. But I'm surprised this blacked out. I think you're onto something because I uh, was on StubHub recently and trying to sell some uh, bull season tickets, and trying to get at least a couple pennies on the dollar. And um, the Cleveland Bulls game was like to get in the building was like $8. Wow. Yeah, you could have went and saw that game. Granted, you'd have to go to Cleveland, and like Joe Kim Noah says, nobody goes on vacation in Cleveland. I just feel like that game tonight, I think it was maybe just some higher power saying you should not watch this game. No, you should always watch the Bulls-Cleveland because there's like a 78% chance the Bulls are going to win that game. No matter what, <laughs> no matter who's playing, and they almost won tonight. That wasn't close, closer than the experts predicted, right? Oh, yeah, I'm sure. Le- LeBron looked real pissed that he had to play extended minutes versus Orlando and Chicago. Like, the Bulls were up 38-28 after the first quarter. They scored 38 points in a quarter. You believe this? No, I can't. That, that Well, and we knew that going in, right? I mean, I said this from day one. There is no defense on that team. Like, what guy plays defense? Like, LeBron plays defense in the playoffs because he cares. But during the regular season, like, LeBron ain't playing any great defense. Well, allegedly Jay Crowder, Jay, Jay Crowder is supposed to play defense, right? Okay, so it's one on five. Like Kevin Love ain't playing any defense. Derrick Rose ain't playing any defense. When Wade's in there, he ain't playing any defense. I mean, how much defense do you have to play against Jerry and Grant and Paul Zipser? Yeah, but I mean, like the Suns play no defense, and even when they win, it's 132 to 130. Like at some point, you got to stop the other team to win the game unless you're going to score every time down the court. Well, that's pretty much what happened at the end of the game is LeBron decided to run into people and not get any offensive foul called. And, you know, he's been doing that his whole career. So, you know, if it works, stick with it. And uh, the uh, they, they pulled it off. They barely beat the Bulls 119-112. Actually, a three-pointer would have put the Bulls within three. I think it was like – I think the Bulls were actually up 92-91 at one point. I believe it. All right, so I got to get your thought on this quickly. I'm excited to talk about this because it's a trend. Trend spotter. Okay, there is a big man for the Detroit Pistons. He has made his free throws finally. 16 out of 20 in the preseason, so he shot 80%. Then 10 out of 12 so far this regular season. Stanley Johnson? It is the big man, Andre Drummond. The career 38% free throw shooter. 
Any thoughts on why he's now making his free throws? So this is a real this is real suspicious. Uh because no one no one goes from being a bad that bad of a free throw shooter. Look at Dwight Howard, look at Shaquille O'Neal. Uh, look at all these big men in the past who couldn't shoot free throws. Nobody goes from sub 60, which Drummond was like sub 40, right? He has not shot above 40% save one season in his career when he was 20 years old. There you go. So no one goes sub 60 to even what, 75, 80? Like, is there is there a precedent that you can think of for that? I mean, I'm not on basketball reference right now, but. No, that's not a thing. But, right, I mean, if you take away the biggest knock on your fantasy game and you're already a fourth-round pick, like, even if you can be not punt, that could be a big steal in your draft, right? Like, even if you can get it up to, like, 70%, 75%. That's the key, right, is that you drafted Andre Drummond knowing you were going to punt free throws, and all of a sudden, if he's a 60%, 70% shooter, he's not going to get fouled as much, so his volume's going to go down. And that – depending on how the rest of your draft went, um, could mean that you're you're going to compete every once in a while in free throws. Yeah, so I guess the question is, is it real? Uh, the stroke looks decidedly different to me. Um, it's obviously been successful over a 32-shot sample size, which is, I mean, not a ton, but... It's not... It's not... Starting to get there, small right? That's of a <laughs> sample size, you know what I mean? 32 shots in-game. Um, so... Here's kind of where I, I think it, it probably ends up. I think when we look back, he probably – it's going to work better. The question is how much better, right? This this new whatever he's doing, whether it's more mental, whether it is the stroke, whatever it is, I think it's going to work better. The question is how good. I'm guessing right now somewhere between 50 and 65% or 50 and 60%, somewhere probably like 55 is where I would go with. And even that is a huge improvement but still punt. Territory. I'm I'm gonna go on a limb. I'm gonna say he shoots over seventy percent this year. Wow! I now think that, it's gonna happen. That is a big development there. That was impressive. Impressive. So and, that and if he's shooting over seventy percent and shooting like four a game because people can't foul him anymore, he becomes pretty much ownable in in, in roto leagues, which in the past really he hadn't been. Yeah, no doubt about that. So this is a trend I am watching in the coming weeks, right? Like I am going to try to figure out if Mr. Gentleman can make his free throws. Speaking of trends, um, one of your favorite trends is uh, is figuring out when Anthony Davis gets hurt. And tonight, Anthony Davis bangs knees, immediately leaves the game, going to get an MRI. I mean, I don't think – Gordon Hayward broke his foot off and he didn't leave – the arena quicker than Anthony Davis did after banging knees. Yeah, no. And I was, I, I, I told you this on last time we talked that on Sunday, I was proud of Anthony Davis because he took a shot to the face in that Lakers game and he stayed in the game. And that's the kind of little ticky tack thing that used to take Anthony Davis out of the game. So I thought maybe he had matured and he'd gotten over those little ticky tack things and maybe this is something more. Um, Jen Hale, the sideline reporter for the Pelicans, reported the warm-ups even, and he tried to play and things didn't go well. And it looked like he banged knees with Mo Harkless at some point there in that early going. I don't know, man. He's going for an MRI. I'm I'm worried, but I'm also thinking it could just be an Anthony Davis, ooh, I got hit, I got to sit out tonight, and then I'm back tomorrow thing. Well, I think anytime you, two minds. If you anytime you go for MRI, uh, something could be up here, right? And but we've seen this from Anthony Davis before. He goes for MRI, he sits out a couple of games, he comes back. You know, what, I mean, at this point, you should know what you're getting into with Anthony Davis. You're going to get these random stretches, and I, I understand why it pisses people off in head-to-head leagues because they end up losing the week because Anthony Davis didn't play for them. I get it. Uh, in roto leagues, I'm just I'm not as worried. Because you're going to get pretty much the amount of games you thought you were going to get out of Anthony Davis this year, and um, just you know deal with it. He's when he plays, he's a he's a monster. Well, and that's I guess the worrying part about the MRI, right? Is like if they do find something, 
a lot more serious, then you're not going to get those games. <laughs> um, so this is definitely something to monitor. You'll probably know maybe even before you hear us talk again. If he gets the MRI tomorrow morning, probably by tomorrow afternoon, you'll you'll get a word. So we're talking probably by the time you hear my voice again, you'll probably know what happened to Anthony Davis before you hear it from me. Yeah, I assume so. Um, it looks like there's a couple other minor injuries running around the league. Uh, Jimmy Butler had uh, too much chili at the at the country barbecue, and he ended up sitting out sick tonight. I think he had the poops. Um, it looks like Chris Paul might be back a little bit sooner. I, I forget where I read that, but uh, Chris Paul might be back a little bit sooner. I assume if you're, you know, keeping Chris Paul – um, since you're not going to drop Chris Paul, you know, this is good news for you. And, um, Alfred Payton well, is going to be out. We didn't talk about Alfred Payton. He might be um, out for a week or two. Yeah. I mean, that's one of the ones where I'm, I'm still holding, right? He's still in that zone where I think I hold him. Um, it didn't seem like anything too, too serious. Dennis Schroeder's the one that's kind of worrying me in the sense that, it was, oh, he's going to be back. He's going to miss Monday, and then he's going to be back. Now he's going to miss two games, but he's going to be back. And then I heard one today that we're waiting till he's 100%. Like, I don't know what that means, but that's kind of peeing me off because you know how much I love Dennis Schroeder. Yeah, that's a little suspect. Uh, I wonder what that team's going to look like without Dennis Schroeder, the only guy who took shots on that team. So you actually might want to take a flyer or stream some Atlanta Hawks for the next uh, game or two considering someone's got to take, you know, 20-some shots. Just don't away. make it Bembry because he broke his wrist. No, do not make it Bembry. And and with the Orlando Magic, D.J. Augustine ended up getting the start tonight in uh, what was the um, – some who own Aaron Gordon, like uh, myself, are going to declare the day Aaron Gordon broke out into the greatest basketball player of all time. Uh, 41 points and 14 rebounds tonight. Five three-pointers from Aaron Gordon. Um, that is an over-exaggeration. I don't I, – I do think he's going to have a very good year, and I don't think it's going to be – he's going to be averaging 41 points. But um, interesting to see that Aaron Gordon took on a huge load tonight with Alfred Payton out and DJ Augustine starting at the point guard. And we talked about this the last time, right? I think Gordon and Vucevic are going to trade nights where they, they're they the man, right? They take the most shots on the team. Um, tonight seemed to be Aaron Gordon's night, but some nights it'll be Vuce. I mean, I think that Gordon is what he is, right? I think we kind of know he's going to take a little bit of a breakout, especially if he's getting those minutes, but I don't think he's going to be the, the greatest player in fantasy. He's probably going to be somewhere around that top 50 mark. The last guy I want to talk about with um, just what we've been hearing around the league is the ongoing Markel Fultz saga. And this actually is going to lead into um, what we want to talk about tonight. We want to hit the waivers. Um, one of the um, pieces of advice I keep giving is in the first two weeks, I said, I'm going to tell the, I'm going to say this every single podcast, do not panic <laughs> and hit the waiver wires hard tonight. We're going to hit the waiver wires. We're going to hit the waiver wires for everybody. So they don't – well, actually, they still have to. I, I'm not going to – don't send me your username and password. I'm not going to log on to your account. I'm not going to pick up people on the waiver. You also have to hit the waiver wires. But we're going to do it first so you can follow our lead. So on this Markel Fultz thing, um, I'm not going to read Deadspin's headline, but you guys should all Google and look at Deadspin's headline because it is rather funny. Uh, I didn't see I didn't see this headline. Um, I did see that he literally can't lift his arms up, and then someone posted a picture of him literally lifting his arm up in the middle of a game. I would read Deadspin's headline, but it it features a word that is not family friendly. So, um, be forewarned about that. I'm not family friendly. I would have got Deadspin. Um, is it this one? Markel Fultz says, "Be more like an egg." No, it's about what? it's about Fultz's shoulder. What are the Sixers even I'll, doing with Markel Fultz? I'll read it with the blank. It says, Markel Fultz's agent. Fultz's shoulder is all blanked up and full of goop. Brilliant. What is, like, what is going on in Philly? So this okay. is what I'm talking about. So, A lot of people still own Markel Fultz. Here's what I want to say. That is 
probably the worst or the second worst medical staff in basketball. They're just it's saying a lot. Shitty. One time, uh, one time the Bulls gave Will Dang a broke ass spinal tap and almost killed him. So that's saying a lot. Yeah, and the, them and, and the Pelicans are, are up there too. I think the Pelicans have a very poor medical staff. Yes. Um, but these guys suck, and they're they're just like deceitful as hell, which that bothers me. Like, oh, we don't want to tell anybody anything. Okay, so he had this cortisone shot, and they put this fluid in his shoulder, and now he's got more discomfort than he had before he got the shot. And the shot's basically supposed to relieve pain and inflammation. So they botched the shot, I'm guessing. Like, they, they just did it wrong. Yeah, um, I have no idea. But, like, if you have so much pain in your shoulder, you need a cortisone shot. Shouldn't you instead be trying to figure out what the pain in your shoulder actually well, is? And then also well, not playing? Well, here's, because here's it's not like what, Philly's going to be that great. And it's not like Marco Fultz has been, you know, contributing very much. Here's here's their story behind it, right? Okay, so we talked about this once before. He changed his jump shot without telling them. Oh, it's a good, they claim, oh, it's a good idea. They claimed that he was taking, you know, like trying to make this his new jump shot by shooting 10,000 jump shots. And basically his shoulder just got fatigued, right, and worn out because he was doing a movement 10,000 times that he had never really done before in his life. And I mean, just like anybody else, right? I mean, if you don't do anything besides sit on your butt on the couch and then you decide to like go vigorously lift weights for four hours in a day, like, yeah, your arms are going to feel like they fell off. And if you do that again the next day, your arms are going to feel worse yet. Yeah. I mean, so, like I, uh, I, I did that in college. I was like, oh yeah, I'll go work out with uh, my roommate. I was doing nothing. And I uh, went hard. It was leg day. I went real hard. Next day I couldn't walk. Yeah, so I mean, I get why he's having discomfort if that's really the case, and maybe that's a lie too. I mean, we can talk about that if you want, but let's not go get... too deep down the rabbit hole. Well, I don't get why they're playing him though. Like, if you're hurt, you're hurt. If you're not, you're not. Like, I don't. Most people get a cortisone shot and at least like sit out for a little bit. Now, the cortisone shot was on the fifth, so I mean, maybe they they, but they didn't really sit him out there. They gave it to him on the fifth. He played on the ninth. So well, let's go. Let's go to the waiver wires with Marco Fultz, right? He's owned in Yahoo leagues. He's owned by sixty-eight percent of teams. Now, my guess is that sixty-eight percent of teams aren't deep leagues in Yahoo. I don't. I'm not a mathematician. I don't have insider knowledge. Uh, but sixty-eight seems high for a player who's averaging nineteen minutes, six points, and two assists. Yeah. So I mean. You bought him, and and I, I mean, I, I'm pretty sure I was saying this, and I think you were saying it too, that we knew those first couple months were going to be a struggle. I think for pretty much any rookie, save your name being LeBron James, you struggle at the beginning of the season. So, I mean, I, I think people knew what they were buying. At least they should have. Now, is he really worth owning at this point? No, and that's why I said don't draft him. Wait till someone else drops him and pick him up when he starts playing well. I mean, I still think that's the strategy, right? I mean, in a head-to-head league. Now, if it's Roto, I could see holding him. If he's one of your bench players, hold him. When he starts playing well, play him. Just don't play him until then. If it's head-to-head, this guy's actively hurting your team unless you have some sort of games limit in your head-to-head league. So I would cut. Oh, I'm I'm 100% with you there. Unless you're in a very deep league where dropping Fultz would just be a terrible idea. You're playing head-to-head right now. I mean, even if you're playing... Roto, you can keep them around, but I bet you there's somebody on your waiver wire. Like I said, deeper teams, the, the deeper leagues, this doesn't really count. But in uh, any standard league right now, so like, and let's uh, let's just do a little quick um, level setting here. When we say standard league, and a lot, I've actually had this question a few times, and people who are new to fantasy basketball, standard league is usually your 10 to 12 team league, head to head or Roto, somewhere between hey. 10 and 13 roster spots. And here's why we say it's either 10 or 12. If you play on ESPN, now, if you play on ESPN, it's a 10-team league. That's their standard league. If you play in a standard ESPN league, it's 10 teams. If you play in a standard Yahoo league, it's 12 teams. The difference between the two other differences, their rosters is the same. It's 10 and 13. 10 starters, 3 bench, so 13 total roster spots. 
The other difference between ESPN standard and Yahoo standard is ESPN doesn't have turnovers. Yahoo's does. I'm a, I'm a rebel. I play in an 11 team league. Well, it's gotta be Roto then, right? Like most people, most people play head to head. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't work with an odd number of teams. So you got a 10, 12, 14. It is a Roto league. Yeah. And I Roto Roto is far superior, but I'm not going to belittle people for playing head to head if they enjoy it. So we're basically to be talking about, try to differentiate between standard deep leagues, which would be something like 14, 16 teams. Anywhere you're, where your roster, your the people who should be on a team is over 140. 100, when you're starting to get in the 150 range, because like you're saying, 10 team, 13 players is 130 to 150. So anything over 150, then you're venturing into guys like Marco Fultz, who should probably still be either picked up or owned in in a bigger league. Yeah, but I'm a, I mean, and and here's what I'll say about some of those guys like kind of in that range, like some of them are good for streaming because they at least help you like in a category or, you know, they can give you some sort of boost somewhere. I'm not even putting Markel Fultz in my streaming right no, now. Like he's not at he's, all. He's outside of my consciousness at this moment. <laughs> I'm not interested. I'm, I'm going to keep an eye on his progress or whatever, just because he's got some interesting potential, I guess. But right now you look at him, he's broke. Uh, his shots broke. They're not playing him a lot. What? What? There's nothing to like here. And correct me if I'm wrong here. Um, do you really remember anyone remaking their shot like in the middle of the season? I don't remember anyone remaking like, their shot really much ever. Like I know there's a handful of guys who did, but it was kind of like, it was always like a, whoa, this guy redid his shot and it's ready. Not well, <laughs> this guy is currently rebuilding his shot. Well, and, and like you, you hear MKG does it every year, right? Oh, he's got a new shot. He's going to shoot a good percentage. And then like, I think I honestly think someone copy and pastes that article every year. Yeah. And like just builds a different video, like gets him to shoot a one-off like crazy shot and then just put paste it, paste it up there. It's new. The it's one great. three. He, they <laughs> videotaped him taking the one three in practice that he hit. <laughs> Um, yeah, so I mean, I don't know. I'm worried about that situation. So if I got a watch list, right? Like some people like to use the watch list. I would put folds on the watch list, just kind of monitor his progress, but uh, definitely not for me right now. I agree. Uh, I'm with you 100. Uh, let's hit the waivers right now, and, right, and let's see so, what we can do for people who are in a. Let's start with standard league teams. Before we hit the waivers, okay, I got two guys who I'd like to buy low on. Oh, you! Oh, you're just giving out uh, good takes today. You're just you're giving free information out. I mean, considering this is a free podcast, but this, you know, this is like a bonus podcast. All right. So, first guy I'd like to buy low on Danilo Gallinari, shooting twenty five percent from the field, and the rest of the numbers all still looking pretty hot. I think this guy is gonna be good. And I think – I mean, I've gotten some people saying, ooh, should I drop Gallo? Should I drop Gallo? He can't make a shot. I'm, yeah, I'm definitely I'm, buying I'm, low on Gallo. I'm very aware of uh, Gallinari's um, trash shooting percentage. Uh, tonight, he's four for nine, so it's, it's, it's looking a little bit better, but it's still only like nine shots, ten points. Um, owners are going to be disappointed in him so far. I am, certainly. But since I know how fantasy works and I know that – one week does not make the man. Uh, the, sm- the sample size is small. Anyone can go. And, and so the greatest players really don't. But look at Gallinari. He's shooting at like, what, 30-some percent. And look at Westbrook. He's shooting like 56% from the line. Those things aren't going to last. Yeah, so this is, I mean, this is an active time to, to buy low on somebody. Um, the second guy that I have to buy low on, maybe you're not even buying low on. And so this is a question I want to ask to you. It is a San Antonio Spur. Do you know who I'm going to ask about yet? Mm, Murray? No, no, no. Murray's been playing great. I don't think you're buying low. You're buying high if you're buying on Murray. I, I, I agree. The man is Mr. Pal Gasol. Only oh. playing 23 minutes. Only shooting 27%. Are you buying Mr. Pal Gasol? Um, no. Get that Paul Gasol trash out of my face. I am buying him, especially in a Roto League, because I think he's going to shoot good percentages. 
and he's going to get you some rebounds. He's going to get you good assists from a big man. So I would buy Pakistan. Here's my, here's my issue. Standard league, standard league. Paul Gasol, 20, playing 23 minutes a game. Ugh, like, everything has to go right for him to be relevant, right? And I, you're right, in a nine-cat league across the board, if his percentages are – if he's shooting 50% and, you know, somewhere close to 80 or 75% from the, the line, um, hits the occasional three, right? But this is why I'm staying away from him in standard leagues right now. He's 37 years old. And um, he should be, you know, playing better right now. And like we said, small sample size. So this is why this is – you're saying buy low on him. It's worth a shot, right? I don't think you're going to have to buy low on him. I think he might just be on your waiver wire right now. 79% owned in Yahoo leagues. But that's what? my point. If he's on the waivers, especially in a Roto league, if I can have that as the last guy on my bench – I mean, it gets kind of interesting to me in the sense that I think you can shoot good percentages and help me in a, a few categories, and especially assists, right? It's hard to win assists. It's hard to get assists. And from a big guy, I mean, he's averaging four assists a game in 23 minutes. Now, yeah. obviously, that, that's not going to stick. But would you be surprised if he got two and a half or three? I mean, like, even that's a big incremental gain from, oh, a guy like Julius Randle who's giving you one. Yeah, maybe I would throw a, a end of my bench trade for Paul Gasol uh, in a roto league, but in a head-to-head, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not terribly interested. But you did mention someone that I would like to talk about in our waiver wire segment, which is Julius Randle. He's been playing hardly any minutes. He's 18 minutes a game right now. He is owned in 80% of Yahoo leagues. Uh, what's going on in L.A.? They keep claiming he's hurt, but it's a fake injury. Why? How? Where? Where do you get this inside information? Like, because there was no injury played all preseason. Like, how are you hurt? You didn't miss any time. You're fine. Just Kyle Kuzma and Larry Nance are playing better than him, and well, they finally realized he's shitful. He's horrible. He cannot play basketball. It's a little telling. That, like you said, where's the injury? He still played the, in the games. He only played – he's only been averaging, what, like 18 minutes here. But here, here's the, the key, and you, you already mentioned it. Kyle Kuzma and Larry Nance were going to get minutes. We said this preseason. We said this in our um, – even our team preview way back in the day is that there are just too many mouths to feed. There are too many people with minutes. And that was before we knew Kyle Kuzma in our preseason – um, review we we in the Megapod we talked about Kyle Kuzma saying oh no like Kyle Kuzma is gonna if he's gonna be in the rotation there's another 15 minutes off the books and who's that gonna hurt Nance and Randall and it has and Randall played 24 minutes in his last game sure he looked a little bit more aggressive right but for Ju- I don't think Julius Randall is standard league relevant simply because you know he's not um, a nine cat across the board type of player. He occasionally gets some decent assists, right? And I was kind of on the Julius Randle bandwagon coming into the season. But if he's not going to play starters minutes, if he's not going to start, I'm dropping him in all standard leagues. Well, and no defensive stats in 30 minutes. So what are they going to be in 18? That, I don't want this guy in a standard league at all. I, don't, I mean, maybe if I'm going to stream him, maybe if I need some rebounds. But even then, still, he's getting 18 minutes. There's got to be someone better even to get rebounds. So I don't think I want him at all. No, he's not even one of my streamers. He's another just toss him away, don't even – just pay uh, half attention to him. Is Dwayne Wade visiting that same thing, also 80% owned? Is he visiting that same land? Because he's looking pretty busted at this point. Yeah, he does not look good at all. And um, even against the Bulls tonight where, uh, you know, I believe he was actually trying to play against the Bulls. He was trying to show up his old team and – it was hilarious. There was um, a steal by Justin Holiday. He runs down the court, obviously um, bobbles the ball because he's Justin Holiday on the breakaway, and he looks up assuming someone is coming to uh, block his layup, and he looks and no, one, no one's around. And it's like, Justin, you should have known that. Dwayne Wade didn't get back on defense in Chicago. There's no way he's getting back on defense in Cleveland. <laughs> Yeah, so I'm with Screw you, there. Dwayne Wade. Screw you, Dwayne Wade. All come right. off the come off the bench. Yeah, my my ass, Dwayne Wade went to 
Ty Lue, hey, coach, can I come off the bench? I believe they mispronounced. I believe they mispronounced his name. Uh, LeBron James went to Ty Lue and said, t- "Put, put Dwayne Wade on the bench." Does he even have to go to Ty Lue, or is he just like, "Yeah, you're on the bench"? Yeah, I'm pretty sure Ty Lue's not doing any coaching. I feel like Ty Lue just like stands there in the box and just claps his hands, like, "All right, good job, guys, good job." Um, I- I'm with you, actually. Um. A guy that I picked up, and I, he, apparently he's on in seventy nine percent of leagues. But a guy that I uh, um, picked up here, oh, he's only only seventy seven. Is uh, Robin Lopez? Robin Lopez did go in a lot of standard league drafts, and I think he is probably owned in most standard leagues. But he's the best player on the Bulls, and they're running a lot of plays where Robin Lopez just kind of ends up open uh, for a long two, which um, I thought Hoy Ball was supposed to be about uh, <laughs> lots of movement. And Did you just use threes. the phrase Because that's not a thing. He is it, not a coach. A if you see a team running a, a bunch of screens that <laughs> literally do nothing, that is called hoi ball. That is called poop ball, if you ask it's, me. It's trash. And uh, somehow these screens that are supposed to open people up for threes usually just lead to Robin Lopez open for a long two near the end of the shot clock. And he's been hitting them. And I think he's – I mean – He's averaging 72 points and eight rebounds. No one else is playing center on this team. Uh, Felicio is not going to uh, take his minutes. So um, Robin Lopez, I, I think, should be owned in not 77% of leagues, but 100% of leagues. Yeah. I mean, even – I mean, is, is Robin Lopez a top 100 player? Yeah. So even, yeah. like, in an eight-team league, I mean, that's that's ownable. So I don't, I don't see a league where I wouldn't be owning Mr. Robin Lopez unless it's, like – Four teams, which I don't know if you're if you're playing in that, you need to find we're more not, friends. Yeah, if you're playing in a if you're playing anything under an eighteen league, we're not really we're not going to help you. I'm sorry. I mean, you can still listen. Please do. Please rate and review the podcast as well. Give us good reviews. But we're probably not going to be talking a ton about whether you should pick up Gary Harris or not. Yeah, I mean, there's just no one. Okay, so another guy I mentioned yesterday, so I won't say a lot about it. Dario Saric. He's got to go, man. He is not a, not a standard league player anymore. Only playing 22 and a half minutes a game. Just not looking really part of that. Um, if By Yahoo's rankings, he's 300th in the early go on this season. Just not getting enough minutes. So, Sarge, you got to go, man. You're, you're, off my, you're off my teams. Yeah, uh, I'm with you on that one. He's just – you're just not seeing the playing time there, even with Embiid – Sitting on back-to-backs, like we said, he's he's not um, really being effective at all. Uh, what, what what do you make of Buddy Heald? Are you still trying to own him in a in a standard league? Um, no, I wasn't trying to own him in the standard league the whole time because, like I told you when we talked about the Kings in the preseason, Bogdan Bogdanovich is Buddy Heald who can play defense. He is you, the better. He's the better version of Buddy Heald. So, would you go out and pick up? Bogdan Bogdanovich yes, in standard sir. leagues right now. Yes, sir. How many people own the 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 mysterious Bogdan, the young the younger Bogdan, even though they're not related? Um. Well, we'll, we'll get we'll get to him. We'll get to him. Well, I'm not there yet. I'm, I'm still talking about in the seventy percent owned. You're right not now. there yet. Listen, we're talking about standard leagues right now. We we gotta get these people. Get pick this guy up. All right, he is not high owned here. Um. We'll find him. We'll find him. Let's um, let's see if there's anybody else in this uh, higher. We're getting down there. Area. Um, Tim Hardaway Jr. So, another one guy, guy I want to talk about. This. Oh no, go ahead. That's what I mean. We talked to him a little bit yesterday, right? Definitely buy low yeah. on Timmy. Just don't expect a lot more than points and threes, right? Like he's not going to give a ton of defensive stats. Um which you don't love, but if you know what you're buying, right? I mean, there's teams that need points, and Timmy's going to get points. He's shooting a terrible percentage, so that's a definite buy low. I want to hear your thoughts on Jamal Murray. Still 62% owned, looking bad. Maybe Eric Blitzo's coming, maybe not. I mean, you never know about that. So I mean, I'll, I'll wait, I'll wait that out. But I'm only playing 23 minutes as it is. Like, is he worth it in 23 minutes? I, I'm not going to drop him because I think Eric Bledsoe's coming or anything like that. Um, but I'm saying drop him even if Eric Blitz was not coming. Maybe 23 minutes a game, six points, two, two rebounds, three assists. I mean, what the hell is he giving you at this point? Yeah, it's it's a little disheartening, but I'm still willing to to hold on to Murray for another week. 
And this is why. He's still starting. He's still playing um, on the first team. In his last game against the Wizards, he uh, played close to 30 minutes. He had eight points and six assists and a block. It's not great, but is he just off to a slow start? It's a He's super off to a small start. sample size. And so I'm holding on. If I got him on my team uh, and I'm in a standard league, I'm going to hold on to another week. I, this is one of those guys. So like Tim Hardaway Jr., right? We just talked about him. He's a guy who's going to be in the bottom half of the league or pretty close to 100 ranked overall, but occasionally he's going to slump down to unownable. While Jamal Murray, he's probably going to be in your bottom half of the league, right? But his peaks could be above 50, and his and his lows are probably what you're seeing right now where he's questionably ownable. And I just – I like his ceiling more, and simply because I like his ceiling more. And this is where you have to start evaluating who you want to drop he always should be dropping. You should always be streaming someone in your head-to-head leagues. And a good evaluation is if that person's ceiling, like Jamal Murray's ceiling, is is higher, then you know maybe he's not one of your streaming players. Yeah, I'm with you, and and you nailed it right on the head. Right, it's just the ceiling that makes him ownable. The thing that I will say is, if he's only getting 23 minutes, I don't want him. So if the trend continues through this week and even maybe through next week, right, I might even be willing to give him two weeks. But in that time, if he's still playing 23 minutes or that number goes down, I, d- I just don't see how you're standard league relevant in 23 minutes. Like, he just doesn't have that kind of game. He's not that amazing permanent producer like, say, a John Collins, who I'm assuming we're going to talk about in a little bit. We definitely are going to talk about John Collins. But I want to talk about one more different nugget. Uh, Steeman, Willie Barton, owned in 70% of leagues, actually, uh, scoring a lot, playing very well right now. Uh, I think he's just starting off hot, but he's getting about 30 minutes off the bench. Uh, I'm going to say he's, he's pick, him up in all, pick him up in all standard leagues. He's someone who's taking some minutes away from Jamal Murray, I think. Oh, yeah, definitely. And, you know, Mark Roberts and I's take on Will Barton, I think. I mean, we've talked about this a lot. I don't think Will Barton's a good basketball player, but – Will Barton begs to differ. But Will Barton is a good energy guy, right? And Will Barton can do Will Barton things, and Will Barton is doing them right now. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't have any problem riding this hot streak, right? No, you should always ride hot streaks in all types of league roto and um, head-to-head, especially in roto, actually. Because in roto, it's it's all about quality starts. You get 82 starts, right? And um, if Chris Paul has three bad games and you've somehow magically started Will Barton during his three amazing games over Chris Paul, you're better off than just starting Chris Paul for the entire season. Obviously, that's impossible to do, but hot players should be uh, thrown into your roto lineups to get those 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 pretty much quality starts. And someone's always going to get injured too, so it's always good to be a little bit ahead on games. I think, at least during the first part of your season. I'm with you there. All right, I'm gonna join the pat myself on your back club that you joined yesterday. Yeah, because I'm pretty sure I called this at the end of the preseason. A droppable man, 60% owned still. Not even looking at him in the streams. I am totally off Mr. Gorgie Dang in his 14 minutes. We were we were you, on this preseason. We were I all over. He was only going to be a backup center. That's what's happening. He's just not getting any minutes. I'm sorry. Even 14 minutes a game, I can't own you. I just can't. No. No. Um, even 20 minutes a game, uh, Gorgie Dang is, is just not relevant. He, once he gets past 28 – he becomes a really nice nine cap player. And once he's below 28, it happens every year. If he plays 24 minutes, you're like, ugh, this is not good. If he plays 29 minutes, you're like, all right, he did a little bit of everything. Great. And here's the worrying part for me, right? Is the injury you got to hope for now, I think, to get him the minutes. And not that anyone hopes for an injury, but the injury you have to see to get him big minutes is Towns. It's not, it's not Taj Gibson, I don't think. Well, I mean, who's going to play in Taj Gibson's spot if Taj Gibson went out? Bielitsa's the backup. I mean, I don't know why they wouldn't just play Bielitsa or play small with Wiggins and Butler and Tyus Jones and Jeff Teague or Jamal Crawford in there. Like, I just really don't see any way other than a Towns injury where he's getting those big minutes this year. I I really don't see him being ownable at all this season. I'm with you. Um, I think think he should be dropped in all leagues. 
they did that combo of Dang and Towns last year, and I don't think Tibbs liked the defense. I don't think he liked it, and so I, I just think he's trying to avoid it as much as possible. Yeah, let me rephrase that. I think he should be dropping all standard leagues. Even um, in a 14 team, would you want him in a 14 no. league playing – no. Eight, playing 14 minutes like it would have to be 16 teams or deeper for me to be even wanting to own gorgie dang at this point yeah i'm uh i'm with you there um uh, i think these uh these next two guys i'm going to recommend as pickups we talked about a lot of people to drop here and um you should be dropping them like then here's the people you should be picking up ronnie hollis jefferson is only owned in 55 percent of leagues i'm not sure why he's not owned in standard leagues he uh is Doing a little bit of everything right now. He is going to have really good steals on the year. And he's young. He's got a lot of potential. And I think he just continues to get uh, incrementally better throughout the year. Yeah. Ronnie Hollis Jefferson is an elite steals guy too. Um, So I, you love that. You love the fact that he's going to get rebounds. And is it me or did he finally realize he can't shoot? So he's not shooting a ton of jumpers. Yeah, he's not trying to force it. He's uh, taking a book out of all the other three named characters in the league and uh, and just cutting to the rim and, and trying to get uh, closer shots instead of taking jump shots. So, yeah, uh, I'm a big fan of Rondé Hollis-Jefferson. If you read my Week 2 schedule primer, I recommended Rondé Hollis-Jefferson to be picked up. And I stick by that. I like, I like Rondé. I like what he's doing this year. I'd like to see him get a few more minutes, but... I mean, man, Mr. Kenny Atkinson's just grinding my gears with those minutes, man. I'm not sure who he's going to play on any given night. But even in the limited minutes, Rondé's been good, so I'm definitely owning him. Yeah, because in the limited minutes, you're 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 100% right there, and that's why this is so intriguing. In the limited minutes, he's been standardly relevant. Once someone in Brooklyn wakes up and he starts playing 30 minutes later in the season, that's going to be a really nice guy to have on your team. Uh, another guy in a, in a very similar mold, Tarion Prince, only owned in 53% of leagues. How is this guy not owned in all leagues? Are you ready to give in to our preseason debate we had on Torian Prince, or are you going to stick it out? Well, remind me on uh, what I, I might have been a little uh, drunk during the times that we had this okay. Tarion Prince conversation. How many, how many minutes did you say Mr. Prince was going to get? Um, I don't know. Was it around 24? No, you said he was going to get 32. And I kept telling you, I think he's going to get less than 30. And you oh, swore. I'm, oh, I'm sticking by 32. You swore up and down 28 and a half minutes so far. I'm telling you, the bud man is going to keep it right around mm-hmm. 30 or a little less. You wait and see. I'm, I'm going 32. I'm going to win this debate, man. I'm telling you, I'm going to win this. But he's still worth owning. 32. Even, even at the 28, he's still worth owning. Is, I'm already right. He played 37 last night. I'm already there. He's and already he, there. He has these games, right? He did it during the playoffs last year. But Bud does – there'll be games where he's running out Marco Bellinelli and principally playing 15 minutes because Bud is Bud, man. He just is a little bit crazy. Yeah. I mean, he might not play – 37 minutes every night. I'm still going to go with, I think he's going to average pretty close to 32 minutes. And I'm with that. And I think he should be on all leagues right now. Um, he is another guy who gets uh, pretty good stats across the board. Unlike uh, Hollis Jefferson, he can actually uh, shoot a three every once in a while. And uh, he's going to use steals and rebounds and a little bit more points. So he's kind of a nine tool guy. I don't understand why you don't own him. All right, Johnny Collins time. It's time to talk about, probably one of the hottest pickups in the league in the last couple of days, Mr. Johnny Collins from the, also the Atlanta Hawks, just like Terry and Prince. I want to, I want to read these lines to you. Let me, let me pull this up. 14 points, 11 rebounds and a block followed by 14 points, 13 rebounds and a block. All this was done in around 19 to 20 minutes. He's hitting most of his free throws and shooting around 50%. And he was a really good points, rebounds, and percentage guy in college. Now, I mean, obviously that doesn't always translate to the NBA. Um, 
the, the, the percentages usually do. And the rebounding usually does too. And here's there's a thing I'll say, right, that um, if you looked at a lot of, like, Mark Roberts did this, he did kind of – if every rookie played 36 minutes, right, which doesn't happen, hardly anyone plays 36 minutes, he did kind of a, like, basically what, what it was the show was per best permanent rookie producers. And John Collins was in, like, the top 10 in that list. Yeah, I actually think he was um, um, somewhere like 7-6. Yeah, so, I, right. I mean, I think you are right about that. So, obviously, we – we saw something in this guy, right? We saw something in his college stats. He's producing like crazy. Now, I don't know that anybody can produce this good in 19 minutes. Like, if, I don't know that that's sustainable. But you got to feel like he's only going to get more minutes. And, and here's what I said to you. You know, yesterday when we talked about this a little bit off air, it was like, I don't understand how he's not getting more minutes already. Like, if he's producing that well in the limited minutes, it's not like this Hawks team has anybody great. Like, we've seen Ursan Ilyasova play for 10 different teams. He's fine, but... Is he really taking minutes away from a stud? We solved the way Deadman on the Spurs. He plays a backup. Like, why is this guy not getting more minutes if he's really that good? Yeah, I have no idea. And, and actually, he's getting um, – Irsan Elisov has been out, and he's getting still only about 20-some minutes. And yeah, Because they're playing Muscala and, like, all these guys. Like, dude, this is guy's a backup. Like, why is he not getting the minutes? Like, what is Bud doing here? Bud is crazy, man. Yeah, so there is something suspicious there. And that in the long term, you might have to let John Collins go because he never gets those minutes that we're that we're looking for. But the per thirty six is there, and the per thirty six can be your friend, and it can also be your foe. If you remember Brandon Wright back in the day, who would come in on Dallas, don't and, remind and, me why you got to bring up these bad thoughts in, 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 in a very similar fashion. <laughs> in eighteen minutes, would score like fourteen and eleven. And you would go, oh, imagine Brandon Wright playing 35 minutes. Like fantasy basketball guys. Did you were, all of a sudden get drunk there? Did you just like – People were. Yes. You a slobbering <laughs> drunk? That's how excited everyone in the fantasy basketball community was about Brandon Wright. Oh, man, I can't wait for him to be starting. And uh, he got moved to a team where he started, and he sucked. He was not a starter ever. He was uh, He was a uh, – a sheep in wool's clothing or a wool and sheep clothing. No, it's the sheep and wool's clothing. Damn it. And cause he wasn't good. Wolf's clothing. Like a wolf's wolf? clothing. Like the animal, not wool. No, in a wolf's <laughs> clothing. That's what I'm saying. You said so, wool clothing. No. And so this is not who I think John Collins is. John Collins is a higher energy dude. He seems to be always in the right place at the right time. He is playing against second teams, so that is a little bit questionable. Is he Kenneth Fareed? I don't think so. Like, just does good, but not in the sense that, like, I think he's a better, like, shooter than Kenneth Fareed, but is he, like, that type yeah, of guy where, there it is. where he gets the more minutes, right, and, like, the production is the exact same it was in 19 minutes because I, I, I think you, I think you just uh, let the cat out of the bag there. Uh he shoots. Kenneth Reed doesn't shoot. Yeah, but I mean, you know what I'm saying though? Like, I think he could be, he could produce that same stat line in 30 minutes just because he's a high energy guy. And when that energy drains, like, just like it does for Kenneth Reed, right? Like, the numbers don't get that much better because he's big thing is he gives you energy and he's not giving you the energy once he gets tired. Yeah, I, I, I see what you're saying here. And that's definitely a possibility. I think that's what your risk. So, your risk here is. He is a Brandon Wright. He is a Kenneth Reed, and you're seeing basically his max potential right now, which is still fine, which will be disappointing if that's what he's putting up at 30 minutes. I'm taking the chance on, and I think it's uh, fair to take the chance he's on. He's been a top 100 that, player so far. Yeah, that, the fact that he could be much better. He might be a rebounding stud. Yeah, so, I mean, I have no problem owning this guy and, and holding him even. Um, something to monitor. I think he gets more minutes, and I know I've been telling this guy since the preseason, right? I I just saw that there was an opportunity there, and you know I I said toward the end of the preseason, right, that not maybe I wasn't drafting him, but he's shown us enough to be owned now. So if he's available, I'd definitely pick him up. Hundred percent. Um, in all standard leagues, especially in deep leagues, he should be owned. Uh, where Where do you want to go next, Tyler? 
Let's talk about Danny Green, right? Is he pulling another Danny Green trick? Let's not talk about Danny Green. Danny Green is a turd. 26th ranked player so far, according to Yahoo's rankings. What Mm -hmm. Sam heck is Danny Green pulling off here? So put him on your bench, right? Pick him up. Because we all know Danny Green at one point was this incredibly um, efficient ish nine cat player who did a little bit of everything and hit a bunch of threes. It's the well, crazy you know, blocks that are boosting him right now. just so everyone yeah. knows he's, he's getting, boost, he's getting boost from that and from uh, some threes and some steals. And um, I mean, I just, I'm not, I'm not buying into the Danny green hype. He's worth a, a flyer. Right. And so, you know, there's there's a difference between picking somebody up and, and, and taking a flyer, right? Taking a flyer means you're going to give them a, a week and, and see what happens and drop them. And that's for most guys on your waiver wire. And usually for even my flyers, right? Like I, I took a flyer on Jared Bayless on Monday. Yeah. It didn't work out. So guess what? I didn't even give him the week. I said, see you, Jared. I took a flyer on Dylan Brooks. I said first night night one. Hey, you want to pick somebody up? You want to take a flyer on somebody? Dylan Brooks. He might play a ton of minutes in Memphis. Now he yeah, he's in foul trouble in the last game, uh, but I don't think he's going to be anything crazy. He broke out, so I just put him back on the waiver wire. Pick somebody else up. That's what you should be doing in these first two weeks is just taking chances on guys like John Collins, like Terry and Prince. Danny Green's to me is not a guy you're taking a chance on. It's a guy that you kind of think could do some stuff, but he's probably just going to maybe be hot for a couple weeks and then you drop him, which is still perfectly fine to take a flyer on. Yeah, I'm with you there. Um, Phoenix point guards, you want either one of them? Not right now. <laughs> I don't really like either one of them. I know a lot of people picked up both of them. And um, I, I, are they, they're not really doing anything. I mean, I guess if you're a point guard in this league and you're not, your name isn't Jerry and Grant, you probably should be owned, right? Yeah, but, I mean, I think that's going to be a relative minute split, right? That they're both going to play, like, in the 20s. Maybe it's, yeah. you know, and, man, it's just hard for me to own either one. I just – I'm not seeing a ton that I like. Mike James has played well so far, but I mean, I think that too, if they don't trade for a point guard in that Bledsoe situation, which I mean, we don't even know when that's going to get resolved. They could wait till February, right? I mean, they don't, there's no rush to trade. They're not like they're trying to win games this year. If you're in a deeper league, which one of those guys probably should be on, which one do you want to own? I mean, in a deeper league, I want Euless, but I don't think he's going to get the minutes. So if I'm picking one right now, it's probably Mike James. He's getting more minutes. Yeah, he's I think it has to be Mike James. Mike well. James. I think it, you're right. You know you, I mean? you, you, this is the guy I thought it would be. I'd be him, but um, it's always about minutes, right? And so right. go Mike. That's James. what I mean. Like if I'm coach, it's Euless, but I'm not. They don't let me vote. So they do not let you coach. Not after that one time. So you know what I mean. So uh, that's that's where I'm at with that. Um, I, I really don't want either one, though, in a senior league. I'm streaming those guys, though. I will admit that, right? Like, yeah. if I need some assists, right? I'm like, James, man, I'm hoping for three or four assists and just riding it out, brother. I'm streaming him. I'm streaming CJ Miles for my threes. Uh, Sabonis, Dante Sabonis has been really uh, nice with Miles Turner out. That won't last. Uh, those are These are all guys you should be streaming. Sabonis, though. Man, has that guy been getting some good rebounds. And we talked about this in the preseason. Rebounds, not the easiest category to come by. I'm I'm definitely streaming some bonus for some rebounds. Yeah, if you're in a deeper league, I think he should be owned because you can see what he can do. And it's not like there's a lot of big guys coming off the bench. Even once Miles Turner is back, uh, his minutes are going to go down. But I I don't think they're going to go down to him being irrelevant in a in a deeper league. You want to know a guy I think is kind of getting criminally underrated? Sure. That's Mr. Terrence Ross. Yeah, uh, I think I think he missed all his shots tonight. 34% owned in Yahoo Leagues. He is shooting a poor percentage right now. But if this dude's on your wire, I think you could probably pick him up and hold him, and he's going to be pretty close to that top 100 mark by the end of the season. 
Uh, not a ton, a ton of upside there, but just kind of a sneaky good player to hold on your roster. So in the in the instance where you're looking at a guy where people aren't terribly interested in, right? Like Ross. Um, is it better just to stream someone who is probably going to be in the top 100 and once he gets hot, just to leave him now, just leave him on your roster? Because if there's not a lot of interest in him, and obviously that's a little bit of a risky play, right? But well, you're streaming, it, you're streaming it, a top 100 guy. That's getting a lot of value off your off your waivers. Right. In a 10, I'm streaming. In a 12, I just feel like if you're top 100, you should be owned, right? And I don't want to take that risk of letting a 100 top 100 guy out there and someone else grabbing him and keeping him. So that's kind of the difference between those two leagues, right? They're both kind of standard leagues. But in a 10, you got a little more wiggle room. And so I feel like a top 100 guy I can let out there on the wire and stream, and in a 12, I don't really think I can. I want to throw, I want to throw some names at you, and I want you to tell me if they are top 120 guys. 120 guys. Tyson Chandler. Yeah, I mean he is in the sense that he's gonna get those big rebounding numbers, mm. but. How much longer do they stick with Tyson Chandler? Like, this is the question for me, and this is probably why I'm going to say no. I'm, I'm definitely not holding him in any way. I'm, I'm just streaming him. Is I think at any minute they could just go, yeah, Tyson, you're not playing anymore. Any minute, any game, they, they might just go, uh, 10 minutes for you tonight. Yeah. And, like, I think he's a good leader for them, right? Like, he's he's always seems like he's supposed to be a good guy. And, I mean, you know, I, mean, I don't really know any of these guys. I don't know, but – I just feel like that's so tricky value, but those rebounds are huge, right? We just talked about Sabonis being worth a stream because of the rebounds and Chandler's averaging more rebounds and will probably average more rebounds this season. Yeah. He's definitely worth a stream. And if you're in a bigger league, he's worth owning because of the rebounds. Uh, Another question, 120, top 120 guy. This guy got to finish top 120. Kelly Oubre Jr., Oh, finish top 120. Okay, I thought you were asking me if they were like top 120 right now. Okay, well, let's well, let's just say, do you want to own them? That's right different. Now so Tyson Chandler, no way he finishes the top 120. Okay, that's fair. Okay, so I'm sorry, I misunderstood your question. Yeah, no, that's fine. Um, Kelly Oubre, not top 120. Ooh, really? Yeah, no, I'm I'm not on the Kelly Oubre bandwagon. I'm I'm a little bit on the Kelly Oubre bandwagon. I think he is worth uh, – well, he's obviously off to a hot start. But here's here's why I'm on the Uber bandwagon. He's playing a lot of minutes right now, and I know that his minutes will go down once they're all healthy on the Wizards. Well, keeps coming but, back and taking his minutes. Sure, but how many minutes is he going to take? 30. No, I, I mean, he's not. Like, he's good. Mark, he's going to get 30 minutes, but he's not taking 30 minutes directly from Kelly Uber. No, but he's probably taking 12 to 15. Fair. So, I mean, is anyone relevant in 20 to 22 minutes? Kelly Oubre's ability to get stats across the board, if they find a place for him, I could still see him still playing 26, 27 minutes. Here's the thing. And that's, I, I think, a top 20, 120 player in a nine cat across the board league. I just, I mean, like, I'm on, I'm on basketball reference looking at his per 36-minute sure. numbers for his career. What about that looks sexy to you? There's just nothing there, man. Six rebounds per 36 minutes, one assist, 1.3 steals. It's, it's not about what he's done. It's what he could do. He he is incredibly young. He is still developing, and he's he's shown flashes. And that's why I'm interested in him, right? Anyone who shows flashes, I'm I'm interested in keeping an eye on them. I'm willing to take a chance on them because you could hit well, a bit. But for the season, right, I, I mean, like, it is possible, right? I mean, there could be more injuries, and, and that's always possible. But if if I'm betting man today for the season, there's no way he's top 120 because he's going to fall down into, like, a 20 – I think maximum, like, 25-minute roll once they get healthy, and that's just not going to be worth top 120. That's fair. I th- I'm with you. If those minutes fall, then um, then we're not having this conversation at all. One more, One more name for you. This one will hit close to home. Scal Labassier from your Sacramento Kings. Yeah, so we'll talk about our other Sacramento Kings man here uh, to finish it up because that's kind of where I wanted to end on. So I'm excited about that. Perfect. Um, Good segue. 
Scal top Scal 120 at the end of the season, right? That's the question or now? Because now they're going to let Randolph play. By the end of the season. Now, I think they're going to do a similar thing to what they did last year, and they're going to try to trade George Hill and Zach Randolph, and they're going to play the kids after the All-Star break. So is that enough time to boost them back up? Probably not for the season. Definitely don't want to own him right now. There will be a point in the season where I'm going to tell you pick that dude up. Yeah, if you're if you're seeing um, a Zebo injury, I think you, you can pick him up. If he's going to be playing closer to 30 minutes, uh, I just like what he does across the board, and uh, I like his potential. I, I will say this too: Jaeger is uh, what's a nice word I can say for a turd with his rotations. A Hoiberg. Uh, yeah, you know what I mean? Like some nights he just like gets pissed at you and says, you're playing five minutes even though you're a starter. And like he's just a turd. I don't know what else to say. It's been a real Hoiberg out there. All right, so Bo- Bogdan, not to be confused with Bojan, who plays for the Indiana Pacers. Jeez. This is Bogdan Bogdanovich for the Sacramento Kings. A whopping 5% owned. Now, he's only played in one game. He just came back from an injury. This dude is definitely worth owning in your league. Okay? Wow, a must pickup, you're saying. He got, in 25 minutes, 12 points, three rebounds, two assists, and two steals. I think he's going to get you over a steal a game. I think he's probably pretty safe to get more minutes as the season progresses, more and more minutes. I think he's ramping up from that injury. Um, I told somebody I thought it would be low 20s for the first couple games. He got 25, which is about what I expected to be the max. I think he gets into the 30s. They're not very deep on those wings. I think he shoots a pretty good percentages from both the field and the line. He gets you like one and a half to two threes. He gets you somewhere 14, maybe as low as 12, as high as 15 points. Three rebounds, three assists, a steal, half a block. Not sure where the turnovers are going to be quite yet. The, the, the key here is the is, is going to be his field goal percentage, right? It's going to be like 45. Yeah, and if he can hit 45, if he can be around that and shoot at a decent clip, uh, then you're talking about someone who is is in the 120 top 120. I think he could easily be a top 100 player this year. Yeah, I mean, you're not you're not trying to go out there and say – Oh, this guy's a breakout candidate. He could be a top fifty player. You're not. You're not going that. I'm far. saying he's Buddy Healed with some defensive stats. And, so and, far, and everybody always wants Buddy Healed, right? Year. As as like a a back half of that top one hundred, right? Like right around number one hundred player. And I think he's a little better than Buddy. I think he's like a ninety player, ninety to one hundred, probably somewhere in there is where he falls. I, I really like him. I think he's a good little player. 25 years old, a rookie, but not really. I mean, he's played a lot in overseas. He's he's a veteran in that sense. Is this your is this um, your must pick up of the week? Yeah, he is. I, I really like this kid. I think he can really ball. Um, there are going to be nights where Jaeger, like I said, he pisses you off because he, for whatever reason, misses a rotation or whatever the case is, and he plays him 20 minutes, and you're going to be like, Jaeger. But I think he's going to be good. Go out there, pick up Bogdan Bogdanovich. Okay, for so the Sacramento it's B O G D A N, and yeah. then so if you can spell Bogdanovich, his first name is the first six letters of Bogdanovich. He's on the Sacramento Kings. Yes, it's probably the easier way to to figure it out. Uh, that is Tyler's must pick up of the week in deep leagues and standard leagues. I'd say go take a flyer on him, and uh, if he's good, keep him around. And uh, I'm saying the same type of uh, advice for Johnny Collins. He's my must pickup of the week. Uh, granted, you know, there's a lot of other players we talked about that if they're not already owned on your team, probably should be owned over these two type, uh, these two players. But for those of you who are playing in a, in a 12-team standard league, these guys are probably out there, and I'm, I'm willing to take flyers on either one of those guys and leave them on the bench for a week or two just to see what happens. Yeah, and 
with Johnny Collins, I mean, if you're if you're picking him up, I think you maybe want to just kind of hold him for the rest of the way here. I think the minutes are only going to go up. So if you're a believer, right? If you've seen something that you can sink your teeth into and say, "I'm a believer in John Collins," then what, why why would you dump him at this point? Like, okay, maybe he has a couple games where he's not as good because he's playing 20 minutes, but. If you think it's going to get better and he's only going to get more minutes, he's only going to get more minutes. 100%. Uh, I think that's it for the waiver wire uh, episode. So everybody go out there, hit the waivers. I hope we provided some pretty good content out there. And if you're uh, looking for some streaming advice, Tyler, you got the article out there. Tell everybody about that. Yeah, so I did kind of a week two schedule primer. Um, the weekly league part of it's it's already come and went, so you can't really sink your teeth into that too much. But then I did uh, for standard leagues, right, that are head-to-head and their daily changes, you can usually stream players in. But some leagues like to limit the number of pickups you have for a week. Like some leagues only let you have three pickups or five pickups for the week. Um, so what I like to do is I like to take advantage of back-to-back sets, right? So you can make one pickup and kind of get two games out of a player. So I broke it down by each day is like kind of back-to-back sets. So Tuesday, Wednesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Thursday, Friday, you can look at the teams that are playing, look at some pickups I recommended. Um, I tried to keep it short and sweet on like what categories they're going to help you in. If those are the categories you need to win your week, just target those guys. And I mean, the biggest, the easiest way to win a head-to-head matchup is to have a game's advantage. So that's basically what the article is supposed to do. Play more games. It's pretty, uh, it's pretty straightforward. That doesn't always work actually, but it uh it definitely gives you the uh, the bonus that you need the uh, the the slight advantage in those close matchups and that's a really good article everybody should go check that out on hashtagbasketball.com and if you want to get at us directly you can find Tyler on Twitter at watsy four 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 and you can find me at watch the boxes feel free to message us tell us what you like to hear on the show what you don't like to hear on the show. Uh, what you want to hear more more of if you got questions about your league. We'll try to help you out there too. And if you like the show, you like what you're hearing, please rate us, review us. It's the number one thing you can do to help um, us continue to provide this podcast for you, uh, get some more people to see the show. And as always, we're going to ask you to uh, borrow random phones at bars, parties, family events, and just uh, force people to subscribe to this podcast. Halloween's coming up. We're going to have some sort of Halloween party. You get out there and do it, kids. Yeah, and if any of you are going as a giant basketball, just put watch the boxes on the basketball. Sure. And we'll, uh, you know, we'll tweet it out. We're not going to send you a prize. Sorry. (laughs) We don't got any money. We're not going to send you any prizes. I'll send you a hug. I'll send you a virtual hug. That's pretty nice. That's a nice gift. They'll probably like that, Tyler. Uh, Anything else you got for tonight? I know that's about it. All right, cool. We will see you next time. Thanks for joining us, everybody.